Hi, this is Nicole Roberts-Jones, and welcome to the Faith, Purpose, Profit, what I like to call the FPP podcast. What I know for sure is that one of life's greatest gifts will meet you when you go after living as the highest and best version of who God created you to be. So here's where I share thought-provoking insight and behind-the-curtain conversations that will activate you into your next level. See, I'm not here for who you already are, but for who you have not yet become. And I want you to get this. One idea from these episodes can make a remarkable difference, not just in your purpose-focused business, but in your life. Also, make sure you join the conversation in our Facebook group. Go to thebrilliancetribe.com. Now grab your pen as we begin today's session of the Faith Purpose Profit Podcast. This is part two in this series. Again, this series is Income with Impact. And today our conversation is a delay is actually an indicator for business growth. It is. And let me tell you why I'm even titling this message is an indicator. Because I see so many entrepreneurs who quit when they see a delay. They think, oh, it's not working. Oh, this must not be what God really said to me. I must miss, uh, I must have been off around my vision. Maybe I misunderstood God. No, you didn't misunderstand it. No, you weren't off. See, God oftentimes takes us a roundabout way to get to the exact place. And can I just keep it real? We think it's a roundabout way, but it was always God's intention for us. It just wasn't what we expected. And so right out of the gate, let me say to you, your expectations and God's expectations don't always line up. If he's going to do, as it says in Ephesians 3.20, one of my favorite Bible verses, probably yours too, especially if you're someone that comes here week after week, you know, I say this all the time. If God's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think, if it's bigger than what you could ever fathom, then it's going to be beyond your expectations. So if, if if you feel like it's a delay, can I tell you right now, it's because it's outside of your expectations. It's some, something that you would have never thought of. It's going to happen in a way you could have never fathomed. And because of that, many people quit. And so I'm going to give you some insight that I hope will be a stick strategy for you. Because oftentimes, when you get to the edge of that quit, Your breakthrough is on the other side of that quit. Many people quit because they're tired, they're frustrated. Because they feel like they've tried everything and they're like, well, maybe this isn't working because I wasn't meant to. That's not real. And as you know, in this series, we're following Joseph as our example. So let's jump right in. So what happens when God gives you purpose and it seems like your purpose isn't working? Mm Mm-hmm. That's the conversation I want to have with you in this episode. So let's dig in. Now, I want to start, before I start talking about Joseph, I want to start with a Bible verse we all know when we talk about purpose. And really, it's a conversation around vision. And we all know Habakkuk 2, 2, that says, right, the vision to make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. So when we get a vision, we all are always good about writing it down. And we get excited when we get the vision. When God gives us an idea, a thought, a, a, a dream, some business idea, we get excited about it. That's the beginning. The beginning is always exciting. It's like when you first start dating. The, oh, when you first start dating, it's always exciting. It's the middle part that is the part that's frustrating and makes you want to quit. And see, people don't talk about the middle. 
They talk about the beginning and the excitement of having the vision. They talk about the end and all the things that happen at the end when the realization happens. But what about the middle? Oh, people forget about the middle part. People forget to share about what happens in the middle. <laughs> That's where I want to pick up our conversation because it's the middle that I want to talk about. So Habakkuk 2, 4, 3, which is what people don't always talk about, it says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it was speaking, it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Now listen, tarry means a delay or tardy, or be tardy in acting. It means to linger in expectation. Hello. So it says, though it tarries. That's why Joy says, the messy middle. And nobody talks about the messy middle. Oh, we forget. Though the middle may be messy. Matter of fact, you can't write testimony unless you write test first. I think God allows the middle to be messy to, to see, can you stand to be blessed? Do you deserve to be blessed? Will you do the work it takes to be blessed? Or do you only want the easy? Do you only want the good times? What do they say in your uh, marriage vows for good times and bad times, for better or worse, for richer or poor? Are you only going to stay in richer and not poor? Are you only going to stay for better and not worse? I think God allows the delay to see if you will stay in your purpose, in your vision, in your dream, though it tarries. Though it doesn't come the way you expect it, though it's not wrapped in the pretty Tiffany box you thought, though it was wrapped in the crumbled up newspaper, will you still say yes to it? Because God called you to it. And that's where I want to pick up Joseph's story, though it tarries. So as you know, and if you missed our first episode, again, I want to encourage you to go listen to our first episode on our podcast fpppodcast.com the way i teach you need the first to get the second this is the second all right so picking up joseph's story again a delay is actually an indicator for business growth for purpose growth for vision growth it really is i've seen this happen over and over in my own business those of you that haven't heard my story when my business was broke and broken and i was ready to quit done wasn't working and I said, God, if this is you, I need you to show me something. See, I had taken myself as far as I could take myself. See, what happens is you get to a place where you are done with what you know. It's going to take a whole new level of tools for you to get to the next. That's that expansion of your territory that the prayer of Jabez talks about. Y'all are going to see how all these prayers intersect all these different stories that we've heard about for years in the Bible, all these different things intersect here in this series. When Jabez said, Lord, please expand my territory. He was saying, Lord, I want to do more for you. If you want to do more for God, see, when you're in a delay, it's because God needs you to grow to, for you to go to the place he's given you. So though it's hairy and the waiting doesn't mean to sit and wait. It's like, look and see where you need to grow because it's, it, here's what I know from my own journey. The reason my business was delayed is because my butt come on and out myself. 
my ego was in the way and I kept saying I should know how to do this, but I didn't. And I wasn't going to get the tools I needed. I kept doing the same thing over and over and expecting a new result. And God was looking for a new me to come forth. So I'm here to call out the new you to come forth. And that's where I want to pick up Joseph's story. Okay. So with that, let's pick up from where we left off our last episode, Genesis 37, 26 to 27. So Judah said to his brothers, this is one of Joseph's brothers. What profit is there if we kill our brother, talking about Joseph, and conceal his blood? Come and let us send him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh, and his brothers listened. The thing I think is interesting, so again, and my, last week, we talked about the fact that his brothers were haters and they had plotted to kill him because Joseph had this vision that he was going to rule over him. I mean, rule over them. And so instead, one of the brothers said, wait a minute, what profit is there if we kill our brothers? The thing I think is interesting is when I was reading this, what came to me is Proverbs 21, 1 through 2. Now, this has nothing to do with the story, but listen to this Bible verse. Well, excuse me, Proverbs 21, 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it whatever, wh wherever he wishes. Let me read that one more time. The king's hand is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Now, what's a king got to do with Joseph's brothers? I need you to understand this. God is always in the middle of everything. So God knew when he gave Joseph that vision that Joseph was going to be so doggone excited that he was not going to be able to keep it to himself. <laughs> and he used it to put Joseph in a position to grow him. He also knew that his brothers were going to hate him, but, but God didn't want them to kill him. See, God knew to turn Ju Judah's heart to say, you know what? What prophet do... Would it be for us to kill our brother? That was God. Y'all get that? So when your boss, who doesn't appreciate you at work, all of a sudden has a turn of events, that's God. But listen, it's because of who you be in the middle of that. And that's what I really want you to get tonight. I want to talk to you about who you be in the middle of it. Okay? Because what you have to understand, and I think this is a testament to who Joseph was in the middle of it. It was his, it was his, I'm going to say this word wrong. It was his emotions that made the difference. Now, before I give you the equation and tell you what I mean, let me, let me further go off into another piece of the story. And then I'm going to break down what I mean by his emotions made the difference. Okay. So now what's interesting is we go off, he gets sold into slavery. Joseph does. And then it all of a sudden goes off to him being in Potiphar's house. And it, it doesn't, it, it skips all these years in the Bible. And it doesn't tell you what happened to Joseph. I don't know if he was traveling. I don't know if he was serving. I don't know. It, it just skips all this time. It doesn't see how much time has passed. It just goes from him being sold into slavery to all of a sudden it goes into Genesis 39, one through two. So again, it goes into Joseph being sold. And then it goes into Genesis 39, one through two. Okay. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, by the way, Genesis 38 is this whole uh, like uh, analogy of who was born by who. And it, it just skipped Joseph altogether. And all of a sudden it goes to Genesis 39 and says, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. It's like, well, what happened in between? But anyway, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian bought him from the Israelites who had taken him down there. 
the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now, why do you think that's important? Why do you think it's important to, to that, that, that Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard of Egypt bought him? Why do you think that's important? Then it goes on to say, oh, and it also says, sorry, why do you also think it's important that the Bible said that God's hand was with him? And let me read this and I'm going to tell you why I think it's important. I want to hear what y'all also and go read it for yourselves. We'd love to hear it. Then I'm going to skip down to verse 21. This is all in chapter 39. I'm skipping around because y'all don't have me have time for me to read the whole Bible, right? The whole Bible to you, but go read it. But the Lord was with Joseph. This is 30, chapter 39 still. So what I just read was verse 1 through 2. Now I'm skipping down to verse 21 through 23. Again, chapter 39. Okay, y'all with me? But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that wasn't under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Why? Why did Joseph have all this favor? So I really want you to understand two things about Joseph, okay? He was full of God's presence. Now, do you ever see any verse that talks about Joseph acting a hot mess? Now, I don't know about y'all, but my brothers came against me. First of all, if I had haters for brothers, now I'm from the hood. Now, y'all don't know this version of Nicole because I did a whole lot of work on me, which is why I know some of my blessings have been delayed because God had to do a whole lot of work on a ghetto South Central LA, Nicole. I said ghetto because that is who I used to be. Heller. She still services every now and then. So you might get a little, uh, I call myself bougetto because I'm a little bougie, little ghetto. You get both. <laughs> so some of her surfaces, but a whole lot of her does not because I had to work on her. <laughs> but there was a version of me that when you said anything to me that was foul, Oh, you would get cussed out immediately. And why am I saying that? Because I had to learn how and why my emotions were getting the best of me. See, my emotions will react first instead of me thinking about what would happen based on my reaction. See, what I began to learn is this, and I'm going to share this equation with you, which is what I began to learn. I call it my E plus R equals O. Those of you that are here with me live, see it there on the screen. My E plus R equals O. What do I mean by that? See, in any given situation, it's your emotion plus your reaction equal your outcome. So in any given situation, when something happens, you have a emotion that comes up. If it's anger, if it's fear, if it's, oh, no, she didn't, which is, which is anger. So it's your reaction that happens based on that emotion. So when Joseph's brothers did all the things to him, his reaction could have been a whole lot of things. So I want you to think about yourself for a minute. When you're in a parking lot and somebody steals your parking space, what's your reaction? And see, the outcome that happens is based on your reaction. So if you then, somebody speeds in front of you, do you get out and get all in their face in the parking space? 
Or have you had to learn, because I used to be me, how to go, okay, well, I'll get another parking space. That's not going to steal my joy. And do you move on? When your boss acts, takes away, maybe they take away your break, or they say you can't have the day off, although you have time off to spare in your account. And maybe your boss, like I had a boss that knew I had, I was working on my business and would just hate on me just because he was trying to keep me from working on my business and would do things just to spite me. And sometimes I think he'd try to do things so he could find reasons to fire me. And I needed that daytime job, which I used to call my investor. Hello. And I knew he was trying to get reaction out of me because had I reacted the way I wanted to react, the outcome would have been me being fired. Me being fired would not have allowed me to work on my business. Are you guys getting my point? So what happens when you're in a place or a space and you allow that situation to cause an outcome that will not be conducive to your vision, your purpose, your dream? Even there, I have clients. I have people that try me, <laughs> clients that try me, none of my current clients, I'm not talking about any of you that are here, <laughs> that will try me and do things that are not, uh, let me say the things that are not, not, not professional. That just acts so unprofessional. And I have to decide in that moment, am I going to eat, let my emotions get the best of me? Am I going to rise above it? So the thing that I love about Joseph's story is he was always letting his light shine. The reason I believe back in, um, where is it? Uh, Genesis 39, one through two, when it says the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. The reason why he kept getting raises is because I believe he was letting his light shine. That people could see God in him. You know that your reaction either lets God lets your light shine or dissipates your light. What do I mean by letting your light shine? Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine among men, I always say, and women, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So again, if we're going back to that, my E, my emotion, plus my reaction equals the outcome your emotion in that moment, if the enemy's coming to steal, kill, and destroy, going to John 10, 10, he's going to work through your emotions, y'all. If he knows you have a call on your life, and each of you are called, every single one of us is called, every single one of us have a gift, every single one of us have been put here on assignment. If God has put an assignment on your life, he's going to use that emotion to get you out of alignment. You know, I was listening to T. Jakes. Um, when was this? I'm always listening to somebody. T.D. Jakes, Tori Roberts, somebody. I think this was T.D. Jakes. And he was talking about how he was in a parking lot, which is why I use this example. And this guy was acting a complete fool and trying to steal his parking space. This has happened to me too. How many of y'all been in, in some parking lot somewhere and somebody acted a complete fool and, and swerved in front of you and tried to get your parking space? Oh, this has happened to me. And so T.D. Jakes got out of the car and, and mind you, he was bishop over his church at the time, knocked on his window and said, excuse me. And he said he was angry because he had kids in the car. He said, but that doesn't matter because it dissipates who he is as a bishop. People don't care about that. They're not going to say, oh, he had kids in the car. He was upset about the kids. Mm-mm. Because the outcome, had it gotten a paper on the radio, So you can't manage what other people do to you, but you can manage how you react to it. The thing I believe that Joseph manages so well is his reaction. 
The thing that I believe that gave him favor over and over and over again was his reaction. You know, oftentimes they talk about you can get bitter or get be better. The reason I believe after my last bad breakup, and some of y'all have been here for a while, so you've heard me talk about my last bad breakup, right? <laughs> I met my husband the next day. I believe, listen, I kept being in the same uh, play over and over again. I promise you, I kept dating the same man. I'm like, why does this keep happening? And I realized the common denominator was me. When I finally learned the lesson and I said, oh, and I got it. I stopped being mad at every man and I got a clue that it was me and I shifted who I be and I learned the lesson. Some of you are not learning the lesson. You're blaming everybody else. It's the emotion plus your reaction equals the outcome. You're blaming everybody else, but you're not taking the time to look at you. Those of you that were that joined me during the Rich in My Niche Summit, this is the end to me. I see time you need to spend time with you because until you get that right, your business will never grow. So the delay is happening because your emotion is delaying you because your reaction is shifting your outcome for the bad. And when God has called you to something so great, your reaction will make sure, hello, Will Smith, because his emotion plus his reaction ended up being a horrible outcome. Come on, somebody. No judgment, but that's real, y'all. Had he allowed his emotion to calm down long enough and had a conversation with Chris Rock later, the outcome would have been altogether different. And so the years he spent working on his career dissipated in five, not even five, probably five seconds. How many minutes did it take him? Two minutes to walk up on that stage and do that? Your emotion plus your reaction equals the outcome. And all the years of hard work can be gone in a moment. And so I really want you to think about this. There are three P's I want you to think about this. Well, first of all, I want you to walk away with two things, two ways your emotions really affect your ability to move your purpose, your vision forward, okay? So I really want you to check yourself and really look at where you are because again, you wanna look at the environment your purpose is sitting in. And if you think, oh, I got it all on lock, then you're lying to yourself because I have to do an emotional check almost every day. Listen, my pastors say the bigger the level, the bigger the devil. So the bigger you get, listen, I remember when one woman had you know, gone through my program, finished the entire program, and then she had the nerve to try to sue me over the program, saying she didn't go through it. Excuse me, you went through the whole program. So just because you didn't implement it doesn't dictate me having to give you a refund. Not my problem that you didn't implement it. You came to every single call. I remember you being on the calls, but thankfully I have a CRM that I can go back and get my receipts. So she had the state that she lives in she had the nerve to go down to the state courthouse to try to, 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 to summon me to court. So not only could I pull up every email where she tried to email me after and ask, could she give it to one of her friends? I said, well, you could have had you asked us before the program was over. We're not friends with somebody on her team, but you went through the whole program and now you're asking to transfer the membership to somebody else. The program's over now. So you can't do that now. One, two. I can send all those emails to the state that she lives in and I can send the whole CRM back in so they can see that she opened up every module. But I didn't have any emotional response. I could have. 
I sent him all the emails, very professional. He said, number one, thank you for being so professional. And number two, you don't need to come to this state, to this courthouse, the the case is closed. I didn't didn't react the way that I was feeling (laughs) because I was appalled. How, How could you? But you know what? I was like, let it go, breathe. I had a moment, I had to let all of the emotions go. Bigger the level, the bigger the devil. Because had I acted in that emotion, baby, the the outcome would have been a whole different thing. I'm sharing that with you because I need you to understand this. That as you grow your business, the delay sometimes is because God is waiting for you to grow you. He has so many things that he wants to gift you with you. He has so many expectations for you. But can you rise to meet the expectations he has for you? Mm Mm-hmm. So your emotions affect your business, your ability to move your business forward. There are three P's that affect your business. Number one is procrastination. Some of you guys aren't moving, your business isn't moving forward because you are procrastinating. You make excuses as to why you can't do it now. Number one, some of you have pain of the past. Some of that is because maybe you've tried before and failed. Oh, I can go all deep into that. And I'll tell you where I'm going to go even deeper into that. Some of it is perception. Some of it is perception. And so those three, just those three by themselves is why I'm actually doing a special training now. I have so much more that I'm going to do than just go into these three areas. I'm starting it on Thursday. This Thursday, August 25th, called My Rich Journey. It's going to be in my Facebook group. If you're not a member of my Facebook group, this is my invitation for you to join. This is a four-week free training called My Rich Journey. So in four weeks... I'm walking through the four areas that I've seen so many people not seen, but you guys have been sending us inbox messages and, 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 and emails since the rich in my niche summit ended about four areas. And some of those have been procrastination, pain of your past perception. Oh, so much more. I'll walk you through it. So I'm going to walk you through the five simple secrets to getting in your own rich rhythm. Cause God has a rhythm for you. And some of that is why you are in delay. Number week two, how to effectively activate the principle of seed time and harvest into your business. Some of that is why you're in delay. (laughs) Week three, five shifts needed to consistently be successful because it's not about being successful one time. It's about being able to be successful ongoing. And then week four, living in financial plus spiritual harmony. So every week I'll be live 1 p.m. EST in the Facebook group. If you cannot join me live, the replay will stay up for the whole week and then it will come down. Okay, but I am giving a free gift and those free gifts will not be available to free weeks. So I may encourage you to join me live. I haven't decided how long I'm leaving the free gift up yet. So the breeze tribe.com is where you go to join the Facebook group while I will be live 1 p.m. EST again starting August 25th for four weeks. I'm walking through the four areas that you've got to get clear on to really fundamentally be able to start to grow your business the right way. All right. So that's where I'm going to dig even more into those three P's that affect your emotions and really affect your ability to move your business forward. But can I tell you the other way that emotions affect your business is really it affects your ability to grow because God is testing your faith. Mm-hmm. He's testing. Will you quit or will you grow? Will you do the work that it takes to grow? That's why so many, what is that saying? What's that saying? (laughs) Many are called, few are chosen. See, all of us are called. The few that are chosen are the few that will stay in the work that won't give up. So 
here's my question I want you to really think about between part one and part two, because y'all know we dig deeper and I got some real good insight in part two. But before we do that, when you're in a holding pattern, when you feel like you're in a delayed place, a tarry place, and what ways can you make the most of this growing place? Number two, what lessons can you learn from where you are? And number three, what might God be trying to teach you? I want you to get clear, number one, and what ways can you make the most of this place? Don't stand still. Don't give up. That's not making the most of it. See, for me, I learned so much. It took me 17 years to get a clue the first time. Now, when I feel like I'm in delay, I'm like, okay, there's something for me to learn here. Let me figure it out. So I have to stay here long. <laughs> I realize now that God is trying to show me something. And so I'm like, whatever it is, Lord, let me learn it sooner, quicker, faster, so I won't be here long, right? And so that's the journey I'm inviting you into. I really want you to think about this as we move into part two, before we move into part two, all right? So with that said, that's our conversation for this part of our conversation for this week. Again, a delay is usually an actual opportunity or indicator for business growth. We're going to stop here and take a quick commercial break and we'll be back for more. Have you registered to join me for my two-day coaching intensive called Be The Answer? And yes, we've gone virtual. That's right. You can join me from the comfort of your home. Learn more at BeTheAnswerIntensive.com and then join me. For two days, where I get to coach you and teach you the four steps you need to grow or start your business, well, your purpose-focused business, and learn how to create multiple streams of revenue from it. Whether you're ready to start it alongside your 9 to 5 or create more revenue in your current business or anything in between. Now listen, Be The Answer is an event where I give you the insider secrets and strategy that you won't get at most events. Why? See, at most events, you will hear from a bunch of speakers and while they will give you great insight, the information they give you just doesn't usually go together. And so you come home from those events and you have pages and pages of notes, but what do you do with all those notes? See, that's why Be The Answer is different. See, I'm committed to give you coaching, teaching, and implementation so that you know exactly what to execute when you come home from this event. Plus, I give you an online masterclass that you start as soon as you register. So that's right. Your activation starts right now. Go over to BeTheAnswerIntensive.com to learn more and register. Listen, it's me and you for two days where I give you the step-by-step action and activation you need to move your business into real profit right now. I can't wait to serve you. And it's interesting to me, as we talk about this second piece to this seven-part series, that the number of entrepreneurs that want to quit when they're faced with what looks like a delay, and it looks like a delay to us, but can I tell you, it's not a delay. It's always what God intended to happen. It's the plan that God intended when he gave you, whether it was a vision, an idea, something he dropped in your spirit, it happens different for all of us. But it's usually a plan that exceeds our expectations and never looks like what we thought it was going to look like. The question is, can you move out of your own way 
to expand and become a new version of you to meet God's plan for your life, your vision, your business, and your purpose. So what happens when God gives you purpose, but it doesn't happen the way you planned? Mm -hmm. Or God takes you through what looks like uh, the long way? Now, do you guys remember when you were little? I don't know about you guys, but when my parents would take us on a road trip, and it always seemed like it would take long and when I take the trips that my parents took us on when we were little, when I'm grown, it never seems like it was as long as it did when I was little. Well, that's kind of the same thing that it appears to, to be when we look at a delay as an actual indicator for business growth. So in part one, I gave you the two ways your emotions can affect your vision for business or for your business to be successful. So number one, your emotions affect your ability to move your business or excuse me, your, your purpose, your vision forward. So I gave you the equation, which is E plus R equals O. Emotions plus your reaction equals outcome. Now there are three P's that affect your emotions. It's procrastination, which is overwhelm, your pain of the past. And usually that's, it didn't work the last time. How many of you guys went through that? You started a business that didn't work the way you thought it was going to last time. So then God either gives you a new vision or you quit in the middle of it and God is still nudging you. And so here you are again, or worrying about what other people think. And maybe it's a combination of those three, whatever that is, I invited you into a series that I'm doing um, called Rich, My Rich Journey. And so I'm starting that on Thursday. So those of you that are here with us live, I just pinned it here in our conversation. It's going to be in our Facebook group, which is the Brilliance Tribe, thebrilliancetribe.com. So I'm going to dig into those three and why, because those will keep you from your ability to move your purpose forward. I'm getting ready to give you a third P, which will shift everything. But the second a fourth P, did I say fourth? So the three P's again are procrastination, pain of your past, and perception. And many of you are stuck in one of those three. And I'm going to tell you, those three will keep coming up in your business. And really, what I've learned is your emotions are a test of your faith. So what if you shifted it? So here I want to talk to you about a fourth P. What if you shifted it and you shifted really your perspective? Now, this perspective is really, I think, our guide in this series, by the way, is Joseph, if this is your first time with us. And I think Joseph really mastered this fourth P perfectly. See, I believe that he mastered the perspective of having a scent mentality. Now, let me just give Tory Roberts credit because I got this uh, term from him. So I'm going to give him credit this time, and then I'm not going to give him credit none of the rest of the time. So y'all can't say that I didn't give him credit if you hear me talk about it, because it was so good. I wrote it down the first time I heard him say it. And, I, and now, listen, when I wrote this note down and I started writing out this that I was going to share with you, somewhere, I was like, oh, my God, this perfect, perfectly talks about Joseph. Okay. So listen, let me give you a couple of examples of what I mean, and then I'm going to show you what, how I'm using, uh, how this perfectly talks about Joseph. Okay. Now, listen mentality. In Exodus chapters 1 through 12, it talks about the children of Israel. Now, you guys, many of you have heard the story of the children of Israel who were around the same doggone mountain for 40 years, and it should have taken them 40 days. Do you know why it took them that long? Because they didn't have a sit mentality. 
They were being disobedient and they didn't trust God or even Jesus. Okay. Now I'm going to read you, I'm going to give you a summary, but of a story, but let me give you a Bible verse. That really is where this sit mentality came from is John nine, four, when Jesus said, I must work the works of him who sent me. I'm going to say it one more time. John 9, 4, this is Jesus talking. He said, I must work the works of him who sent me. Now, here's a summary of the story. So Jesus was out with the disciples, and this is from John 9, 1 through 5, if you want to read it. I'm not reading the story. I'm giving you a summary of it, okay? Jesus was out with the disciples, and he spotted a man who had been blind from birth. Now, many at that time believed such serious birth defects were the product of, of sin, Therefore, his disciples wondered whether it was a man's sin or his parents' sin that had resulted in his, his, him being blind. But Jesus corrected their thinking, and he said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. This came about, excuse me, this came about that God's works might be displayed in him. Sickness, disease, and defects are not necessarily the result of personal sin. Consider Job, right? Sometimes, I want y'all to get this, God allows negative conditions and circumstances in our lives in order to accomplish positive goals, our good, his glory, and bring benefits to others. God has granted blindness to his, this man so that he could do amazing works in his life. As a light of the world, Jesus has come to do the works of God. So in other words, God knew that Jesus was going to see this man and he used that moment so people could see who Jesus was. Are you getting this? Sent mentality. So if I'm going back to Joseph's story, and I really want you to get this. God knew that Joseph or God knew that when Joseph told his brothers that he, that about his vision, that his brothers would hate on him. God also knew that his, that Joseph's brothers would sell him into slavery or would sell him into a, into becoming a slave in Egypt, even to be more specific. Now remember Joseph's vision, he would become a slave in Egypt. And remember there was going to be a famine. Go read Genesis 37. When, when Joseph shares his vision with his brothers and they would need to go to Egypt to be saved in this famine, y'all. And Joseph finds favor. He goes through all of these things. He becomes a prisoner. We'll dig into this more in coming episodes. But then he rises into power. How does all this happen? Oh, God knew what's going to happen. And where does his brothers have to go to find food in the famine? Into Egypt. How do they get food? Uh, Joseph's in power. I say God knows the end from the beginning, y'all. So what we think is bad is actually God working all things together for the good. But if we get in the middle of it and we look at what we think is a delay, is God working every part together? But see, we can't see what God is doing. All we can do is trust in the middle of it and have a sent mentality, meaning that we got to trust even when we can't see it. As it says in Habakkuk 2, 3 that I read in part one, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end of it, it will speak and it will not lie, though it tarries wait for it. So going back 
to shifting your perspective. Even though to you it may appear like things look like you're in the middle of a delay, when you have a sit mentality, you know that your work must work or you must do the work of him who sent you. You know that you're not here. Just for coincidence that all these things that are happening may not look like they're for your good, but they will be for your good. And once you're clear and uncompromising, no matter where you are, you're going to let your light shine. And that you're not going to let anything stop you. So that maybe you might have to work your nine to five right now. But you've got to be clear that your nine to five is your investor and that's investing you in growing your purpose. And regardless of the fact that you might hate working at your nine to five and it may not feel good, but you know it's for your good. Are you guys getting my point? Or even if I break it down like this, and you guys have heard my story and I never forget this, when you're going through a really bad breakup, even though it don't feel good, and I remember this, and this is keeping it all the way real when I learned this lesson for myself, and I remember this like it was yesterday. When I was rolling in the floor, and I'm going to keep it all the way real, in the middle of a bad breakup, I had to say to myself, okay, Nicole, stop. This is not of God. All that stuff that he just did, that ain't God. I had to talk myself through it. I need you to get yourself up and trust God. Do you know I met my husband the next day? And I kid you not. But I kept having to talk myself through it because I had to keep saying to myself, that stuff that he just did, that's not God. And I literally knew that God was going to bless me. And I kept having to say it to myself over and over, and I couldn't see my husband coming, but yet he did. See, God always has greater for us if we can allow our light to shine and have a scent mentality despite how we feel. Remember, E plus R equals O. Your emotion plus your reaction equals your outcome. And you've got to know in that moment, you are the daughter of a king. So have a daughter of the king mentality because you know, like you know, like you know that you were sent. So therefore you were meant. You were meant to shine. You were meant to sit on the throne. So act like you're already sitting on it, even though you may be in the prison, even though you may be working a nine to five that you hate, even though your boss may be a jerk. <laughs> See, shifting your perspective and realizing who God is and who he created you to be changes everything. It allows you to stop settling, even though everything around you may look like you're settling. You may be in a delayed pattern, but it doesn't mean that you're going to stay where you are forever. So allow yourself to know that though it tarry, don't give up on where you know you're going. And as Job said in Job 23.10, but he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. You have to know that God sent you. You have to know that like it says in Jeremiah 1, 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So here's what I want you to ponder and reflect on as you look at where you are in your own delay. Which of the four P's are you functioning in every day? As your E plus R equals O, because every day we are having an emotion. Because you, if you act like you're not having some emotional reaction every day, then you're lying to yourself. You're going to always feel emotions. You can't stop yourself from having some kind of feeling. So anytime you're feeling some procrastination, some overwhelm, check yourself. 
When you're feeling some pain, something didn't work out last time, when you're feeling some perception of worrying about what other people have to think or have to say, you get to choose to have a new perspective, to have a sent mentality. As Paul said in Philippians 3, 12 through 14, brethren or sisters, <laughs> I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. So a delay is an actual indicator for business growth. So in the middle of a delay, how can you choose a new perspective and understand that here is a place for me to grow? Here's a place for me to learn something new and shift from the old me into a new place, a new perspective and a newness that I could come forth as pure gold on the other side. Who do you need to become? So that on the other side, there's a newness of you. That's the conversation I'm going to have for this episode. So with that, let's hear from Yolanda. And I'd love to hear from some of you. So raise your hand if you want to come up. What do you need to do different to come on the other side as you expand who you be and have a scent mentality? Good morning, Yolanda. Good morning. My name is Yolanda Churchwell, and I help women entrepreneurs take the hassle out of their hustle so that they can make more money and have more free time. Um, as I was looking this over and studying it, one of the biggest growths, one of the biggest times that you see growth in the Bible um, is in the book of Job, and specifically chapter 38, verse 1 through chapter 42, verse 9. Um and it, it comes back to what you're saying about emotions plus reaction equal outcome. Can you be like Job? Chapters 38 through 41, God talked to Job. And he told him he was going to talk to him and then he was going to expect an answer. And when given the opportunity to answer in chapter 42, Job took the time to say, yes, God, you are correct. Yes, God, you know everything that, you, that you're supposed to know. You're all knowing. Yes, God, I repent. <clears throat> but what also happened in that, that chapter in those verses is that God then chastised Job's two friends because they had spoke against him. And they made him, he made them take some things to Job. And that's when he started to give Job double what he had already had. And so what I got from that is that one, don't, don't, as always, don't compare your journey to somebody else's because you never know why you're going the road that you're going. Your journey is different, just like you're different. But more importantly, when you talk about your emotions plus your reaction equals your outcome, I choose to believe that your reaction is what happens outward. That's what you do. That's what you let the world see. But your emotions, that's the part that's inside. That's the part that sometimes you don't even want to be honest with God about, but he already knows. So when you, when you get right and you get in alignment and your reactions and your emotions match, they both say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you. You know what, God, you know what you're doing. When you're going through stuff, are you going to, one, it's three things that you need to, three areas you need to ask yourself, check yourself about. One, when you're going through something in that delay, are you going to speak against God? Or are you going to be like Job? Two, will you celebrate others as they walk into their blessings, as they run their race? Not feeling like, oh, I don't understand why that's not happening to me, or oh, I deserve that. 
Will you honestly, genuinely, inside and outside, celebrate others? And then three, will you continue to press on? Will you be obedient and do what God has called you to do until you see some results? So get your reactions, what the world see, and your emotions on the inside. Get them in alignment and make sure that you're doing what God would have you to do. And trust and believe that when you start to do that, even though the delay is built in, the blessing will come. But when you don't do those things, when you're not in alignment with what God will want you to do, then you're the one causing the delay. I can deal with God's delay every day, but I don't want to delay things because of what I'm doing. Because sometimes when we delay it, God will give it to somebody else. So take the time and check your reaction, check your emotions, and make sure they're in alignment with what God would have you to do so that your delay is limited to his delay and you're not causing your own delay. So good, so good. So I see how Zeta's up here, meaty. Either one of you guys that want to go next, open your mic and go for it. You got to open your mic, uh, whoever. Jose, do you want to go next? Are y'all talking into mute? <laughs> Me, do you want to go next? Oh, Midi just hung up. So, Alzada, you have to unmute your mic. I can't unmute you. I don't know how to do that. So while we're waiting for her to unmute, you know, what's interesting is, is, you know, truth is expensive. And what I mean by that is people want it to, and you guys hear me say this all the time, that it's easy. People want things to be easy. And it's going to cost you something to follow God. It's going to cost you something to be this new version of you. It's going to cost you conviction. It's going to cost you comfort. It's going to cost you, sometimes it's going to cost you uh, like uh, judgment. Because maybe, uh, let me just, let me say it this way. I worked in the entertainment industry. And I remember at the time when, when God called me into this new thing and people were saying, oh, but you, you still go to clubs. Yeah, I go to clubs because this is what I do for my nine to five. I have to be out to see what people are doing. It doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that I can't go to a club. Where's it saying in the Bible? If, God, if Jesus made water into wine at a wedding, then Jesus was at, so why are you judging me? And so I would have to uh, confront it. And I had no problem doing that. So sometimes you've got to be willing to confront people that will be willing to try to call you on the carpet. And you've got to be ready for it. So, Ms. Cassandra, oh, I see how Zeta's mic is open. Hey, girl, good morning. I can barely hear you, but yes. Oh, okay. I'll there you go. I'll speak up louder. Um, so I think for me, my issue has been not giving myself permission. Um, I have for years pushed other people's visions and dreams um, and I feel like I'm in a season now where um, the Lord is, uh, is having me push the vision that he's given me. Um, and he even like kind of rebuked me in church about the back no longer being an option for me. So I think for me, I had to change my perspective because it was almost like I felt guilty when I wanted to do stuff on my own when other people were pull was pulling on me. So for me, um, I, I'm in the season where I'm going to give myself permission and whatever the Lord has laid on my heart to do, 
I'm going to do. I'm not willing any longer to not move forward. I'm not willing to um, run the risk of something not working because I didn't try. I really feel like failure is not when something doesn't work. It's a failure when you don't even try. So um, I'm excited about the season that I'm in and um, I'm believing God and wherever he sends me, I'll go. I love it. And can I tell you? I love it because I love, I always pray, God, please send me uh, clients and Alzada is one of my clients um, that are like me because can I tell you that? And I don't know if I've told this story on this platform. So I remember when I first started in this work, I used to work with African-American teenage girls at my church and I would <laughs> call it leadership development and I would train them to do the announcements at my church. Now, listen, y'all, when I started in this work, the church that I worked at was 18,000 members. So it was a huge church. This was before there was a, a, a term called mega church. This is in the 19, early 1990s, okay? So I would, I would call it leadership development, but can I tell you, I was shy back then and I was not trying to be on anybody's platform until the day that my pastor said, well, let me make the announcement today. So I was all excited, like, yeah, okay, pastor. And, and so pastor's assistant said, well, pastor wants you to bring the announcement in the pulpit. Okay. So I put my baddest outfit on that Sunday, y'all. Cause I was like, yes, I'm going to the pulpit. I'm gonna be cute. Okay. So when it was time for me to take the announcement in the pulpit, pastor pulled my hand up to sit in the pulpit. So now y'all I'm waving at my friends like, hey girl, cause I'm gonna sit in the pulpit. Okay. Clueless, not even realizing what's getting ready to happen. So when the appointed time came for us to stand up, now this is an AME church, we're standing up singing Spirit of the Living God right before announcements. I'm still clueless. I'm trying to hand pass the announcement. He's ignoring me. So I'm still holding the announcement. To make a long story short, do you know Pastor pushed me in front of the microphone? Now, to this day, y'all, I know my words did not go together. I'm shaking so hard that the choir behind me probably thought I was dancing. I, I mean, I couldn't even read my paper. My hand was shaking so hard. All I know is when I got off of that platform, when I got out of that pulpit, I was so pissed off at my pastor. I could not wait to give him a piece of my mind. Okay. And when I went back into his office after church was over, after I calmed my emotions down, because let me tell y'all, I'm from South Central LA, so I wanted to cuss him out if I'm going to keep it all the way real. Okay. And y'all know I'm transparent, so I'm always going to tell you the truth. I wanted to cuss out my pastor. And yes, I said cuss and pastor in the same sentence. <laughs> so. After I calmed myself down, I went, I said, Pastor, why did you do that? And he said, daughter. Now, those of you that know Pastor Cesar L. Chip Murray, who's out now 99, 90, he's in his 90s, and I talked to him on his birthday. He's so cute. Um, anyway, so he said to me, God is calling you forward, and you will never come. Same way for you, Alzada. And so I said, Pastor, I, I, you know, and he said, God is calling you forward. Do you know churches started calling me the next week? So I'm with you. I would always never need to be seen. I was training my girls to be seen. And since that day, I've had to get over myself. That was 1995 that, that happened. And no longer can I say that I'm shy. I am still shy. So when if you guys ever see me in public and I'm sitting by myself, don't think I'm full of myself. I'm still shy. I've had to get over it over the years. But if I come in a room, I will stand by myself still. I haven't gotten over it all the way. But understand that it takes time to get through it. But I've had to let go of how I feel to be able to be served on a greater platform. So I'm sharing that with you because I get it. I've lived it. I've been there. And just know that it takes time, but you will get through it. And I'm proud of you. So with that, Miss Meaty or Cassandra, I see you. Hey, girl. Hi, hey, good, good morning. morning. Oh, go ahead, Cassandra. 
I was gonna let Miss Meady, Miss Meady, first of all, I want to thank you for this opportunity. My name is Cassandra Ferguson. I'm the CEO of Elevation Global Media Group. Our vision and purpose is to take you from where you are to where God has called you to be by exposure. And I want to let you know this is such a confirming word. Um, I would say a couple of months ago, God told me, I need you to really understand who I am. So I made up, I made a, a, a start to study. He said, I am the, I am the God who I am the, I am God. And through that, Nicole, he began to tell me, because you said that we're sent. And I kept hearing sent, sent. When he went to Moses, and I'm going to go back to Moses, and when he began to tell Moses who he was, and when we think of God, El Shaddai, all-sufficient, all-knowing one, but when he began to tell Moses, wait a minute, I'm not concerned with your inadequacy. I'm not concerned with your speech problem. I just want you to know that I am, that that I am, I am, that I am, and I am sent you. So this is just a confirming word, and that's what God has been working on with me for the last, I would say, couple of months. He said, you need to understand who I am, because until you get to the point where you really understand who I am, then you're going to really know who you're praying to. So thank you very much. And the deep thing, too, thank you for sharing that is, and this is for you too, Isaiah, is how I, what I had to do is stop is get out of my own way and let God step in. So even in May, when I went to go, I'm laughing because the one thing I kept praying and I went to, to uh, church in May to do a sermon. It's so funny because I, I still am a nerve when I say sermon. I've been speaking for years and now God's called me back to the pulpit to, to preach again, right? And so I still get a nerve when I say sermon, right? And so I said, Lord, please don't let them get the Holy Ghost and start going into this whole thing because I can't sing. And I don't want to have to like try to sing in the middle of preaching. And what happened? The church got the Holy Ghost. So for, I'm like, for real, Lord, for real. And God said, trust me. Stop worrying about you and trust me. And he said it in the middle of church because here I am tripping. And as soon as I, as soon as I stopped tripping, because that's what was happening. And I'm standing in the pulpit, by the way, while the whole church has Holy Ghost. And, I, and mind you, I can't sing. And what I mean by that is how many times have you guys seen a preacher on the platform and the people get the Holy Ghost and they start singing on the mic instead of preaching? I'm like, I can't do that. Right. So what I did was I waved the praise team over. And, I, and, and mind you, my pastor recovering, I didn't know, was watching me online. He said, you did that like a pro. I said, Pastor, I was scared of it, but God told me what to do. And so I'm sharing that with you is as soon as you release who you be. God shows up and God totally told me what to do in the middle of it. God, no, I can't sing. <laughs> and he didn't tell me to sing. And I was like, Lord, you know, I can't sing. So I want you to understand that God knows who you are. And when you trust him, he shows up. He shows up and shows out. So I want to thank you both for sharing. With that, Miss Meady, did you want to say something? I did. And good morning, everyone. And I just wanted to simply add, uh, Nicole, in the, in the honor of time, that as uh, Cassandra just shared, you have been so reaffirming um, to everything that's been happening. And I just wanted to share with those that are listening uh, what Nicole just said. There's a song that goes, as soon as I stop worrying how the story ends, when I let go and I let God. And so you do need to get out of your own way. Um, I'm the new founder and president of the Black Nurse Collaborative, was scared. As Nicole knows, she's, she's my personal purpose pusher. And I will just simply say that God will put people in 
places and spaces where things will happen almost quantum speed that you were not even anticipating and or expecting. I have a call this afternoon, Nicole, specifically regarding that. I just want people to know that she is so correct. When you get out of your way and you let God do what God does in such a spirit of excellence, he will make room for you and your talents and your gifts to flourish to not just prosper yourself, but to help and also prosper other individuals. And so just wanted to share that this morning. Thank you. Yay. Thank you so much. Can't wait to hear about that call, girl. So with that said, it's always my honor and pleasure. Listen, starting this Thursday, 1 p.m., if you cannot join live, I'm going to encourage you to come and watch the replay, My Rich Journey. I'm doing it in my Facebook group. You see it. Those of you that are here with me live, thebridgetribe.com is there. The reason I've been doing this four-part series it's because on the heels of those of you that were a part of the Rich in Your Niche Summit, the inbox messages we received, I need you to understand that God sent each of you and he's waiting for you. I'm not saying that lightly, but every day that you sit idle, there are people waiting for you that are attached to your yes, that every day you sit idle, you are someone's answered prayer. So that means that someone is waiting for you that needs you, that their prayers are going unanswered, that you are in essence their prescription. So, so because Meaty's a nurse, roll with me, Meaty, if I mess up, girl, please feel free to um, um, fix it because <laughs> I'm not a doctor or a nurse. So when people need a prescription, okay, so imagine you have a, some ailment. You go to a doctor and he says or she says to you, sorry, I can't prescribe something to you. You're just going to have to be sick. You're going to have to be in pain and oh well. So that's what you're saying to people when you don't. Get your business up and running. Oh, well, sorry that you don't feel well. Sorry your business isn't working. Sorry your health doesn't work. Sorry whatever it is that you do that you're the answer to. Sorry that I'm not going to be able to help you. So I want you to understand that every day, those of you that have already started your business, that your business isn't serving more people. You're keeping people from being able to be served by you because you're playing small, because you're settling. And some of you, the reason you're settling is because you're not willing to invest in the growth of your business. Mm -hmm, I said it. And I can say that because I know what it's like to sit on the sidelines and watch everybody else grow. And you're not willing to do what it takes for yours to grow. Mm -hmm. So if that's you and I stepped on your toes and you know who you are, then I need you in the room. TheBridgeTribe.com. I look forward to serving you Thursday, 1 p.m. EST. All right. So with that said, <laughs> thank you for joining us for this episode. This is only part two. We have five more parts to go. So we'll be back here next week. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Faith Purpose Profit Podcast. Now I want you to walk away from these episodes with value. So I want you to write down the answers to one of these questions. Number one, what was your greatest takeaway? Number two, what will you do different as a result of what you heard? You may have heard something you've heard before, or you may have learned something new. Either way, don't take the insight that you got for granted. I want you to commit to doing one thing different as a result of what you heard. And then I want you to share it. Share your takeaways in our Facebook group. Go to thebrilliancetribe.com and use the hashtag FPP podcast. Now, the last thing I want to ask you to do, if you got any value out of this episode is to share it with your community. Post it on social media. Tell people to join our conversation by going to FPP 
www.cpppodcast.com. Now until the next time, be extraordinary, be unapologetic, be bodaciously all that God created you to be as you connect your faith with purpose so that as you be the answer you were born to be in this world, God can give you the profit you deserve as a gift for a job well done.